As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. Well, welcome to the newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. My name is Kristen. We're so glad to have you here, no matter how you are joining us, whether you're driving in your car, maybe you're listening at home, uh, morning, evening, we are just glad that you uh, joined us. And we are really looking forward to today's topic. I've got with me, as always, Randy, how you doing? Hey, Kristen, what's up? I'm doing great. I'm Good. looking forward to this topic we have today. I know, and we have a very special guest. We'll, get, we'll get to them in I a just, minute. I'm ready to jump into I that know. part of it. I know it's it's probably going to be our favorite guest that we've had. I'm so. sure we'll have a request more for the guest than for the host. Y- y- yes. <laughs> so this episode, everybody's been wanting to know who our special guest was. Uh-huh. Uh, we're kind of going to preview a little bit of what maybe you would get at Relate Conference because we have your wife, Miss Amy, with us around the table. Yes. How are you? I am great. Just honored and excited to be here today. Just hopefully share a little wisdom that we've learned mm-hmm. along the way, um, you know, through trial and error sure. and through just the grace of God. <laughs> so just excited to be here. There's been a lot of tears, a lot yes. of fears, a lot of praying, a lot of, oh, my gosh, what do we do? Right. That has we're going to share today the, behind the scenes. If you were yeah. to rewind, rewind and look at our life learning through these things you would see a lot of as i said tears fears crying it's not the instagram role that we're it is not an ig (laughs) role that you're gonna not at all not not at all and and you know what's interesting about this topic it is the most requested Mm -hmm. topic Mm -hmm. but where do you go learn this stuff from you you don't go to conferences and see the raw real about ministry and kids and marriage and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and so, you know, we just kind of like to be real and raw here. And, and I think that's what helps. Y'all are. I know that my husband and I have learned so much from both of you. And truly, you are the same people on the platform as you are off the platform, yeah. as you are in the green room <laughs> and in your house on the weekend. And that's yes. scary. And, that's and, that's <laughs> scary. <laughs> but it is so true. true. And so um, if you are listening today, you're going to want to share this podcast, I have no doubt, um, with your spouse, with friends, uh, with other members on your staff. I know that it's going to help them. But before we jump into some of the questions, because we did pull some questions that have been like frequently asked at some mm-hmm. past Relate Conference, I thought it would be fun for our listeners to kind of learn a little bit about you guys, how long you've been married, how did you meet? Tell us a little backstory oh, for man. those listeners. Th- that this is not a back. little backstory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to share really quickly. Um, so many of you know, some of you don't know, Randy was actually my middle school crush. Ooh, way back so in the day, I, I was on fire. <laughs> yeah, I noticed him a lot longer before he noticed me. Yeah, but, but babe, <laughs> if we were to take your middle school photo <laughs> and show true. everybody that. That is true. Okay. It was bad. Middle school years. <laughs> middle school girls. years were the worst But in me. fact, our daughter Emily the other day said something. She goes, Dad, I just can't believe mom's middle school photo. <laughs> was it that bad? It was that bad. My mom actually no, in to seventh this. grade took me to a barber oh. and he chopped my hair like a boy's haircut. 
but I have really, really thick hair. So <laughs> it was not very pretty. Oh, it's bad. No. I buried that picture okay. away. It does not oh, come out very Oh, it's etched in my often. memory, though, forever. <laughs> oh, so that's for sure. So you're right. I didn't notice you. I, I thought no, you were you another middle school boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> and then in ninth grade, actually, I um, had written down what I wanted in a husband. Just, you know, how girls make a list of things they're believing for and wanting in a husband. Yes, I, I do know how girls make lists. <laughs> yeah, well, you were on that my list, and I actually wrote down that I wanted somebody that looks like Randy Bizet. And so, yeah, so little did I know, um, we didn't really actually start talking till college time. We ran into each other in a gym. Um, he asked me for my phone number. Did you realize who she was? Like, did you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I oh, knew okay. her. There was a huge transformation. You know, take a... <laughs> all about looks no okay. I, let me finish my statement i mean looks are important you need to be attracted to the one you're well, gonna spend the rest true. of your life with that's so okay we true. can start there all right but there was a huge transformation you know how people during the summer in middle school or maybe even freshman mm-hmm. year that the the kid that comes back to fall school is yeah. not the same kid that left in the spring yeah. okay yeah. that was I, I got my braces off in the summer between eighth and ninth grade my hair grew a lot (laughs) between that time i did come back and people didn't realize i was the same person so to be fair y'all back off (laughs) (laughs) so but also i was his friend's little sister so he did know who i was just because of my brother yeah we graduated with one of her brothers in fact we are the same exact age to the day yeah so he she was eric's little little sister but but uh, so yeah, I didn't know who she was, and we saw each other at the gym, and there were really she was beautiful, still is beautiful. In fact, uh, you know it was it's, it's age sometimes is cruel to people, and for for Amy, age has been amazing. So uh, you do you get Aww. seriously though, man? I mean, she was beautiful when we got uh, married. I don't know, and, all these wrinkles. Yeah. Well. Thank you, babe. I think you look amazing. Thank you. But then what also really attracted me as well is uh, Amy loved the Lord. I don't think I've ever met anybody with a pure, mm-hmm. like, devotion and love mm-hmm. for the Lord. It just, you know, you, you know how some people wear their emotions on their sleeve? Mm-hmm. You can see it. Amy wears her love for the Lord on her sleeve. Mm-hmm. You, just mm-hmm. can, you just can see it. So that's what really attracted me. So, yeah, I asked her for her phone number. This was like college years, so it was. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Did you right. give it? Did you give him your number? Or were you hesitant? I, I actually kind of. Now, was half very our listeners hesitant. are not going to know what this is all about. You're going to have to explain. Right. So, <laughs> so Randy went through a season in his life where he was not serving the Lord, and I knew that when he asked me for my phone number. And so, I'm not really a person of conflict, and I didn't really want to just say no. So I just told him it was in the phone book. That's what people don't know. What is a phone book? Right. I was That's like, hey, awesome. the number's in the phone book, thinking he'll never call Teenage me. Teenage girls, like, you need to listen to this. Right. Like, that, now that is hard to get. Yeah. There well, you go. Well, Make it work for it. So we didn't have cell phones. No. You didn't, you know, no, you didn't right. like, you Google didn't somebody and get a right. phone exactly. number. So look it up in the phone book. It was a printed, yeah. like a book. I and know, what like, I didn't know at the time was that he loves a challenge. So I guarantee you, if I'd not answer that way, he would have probably never called me. That's not true. I do. I mean, but this was a challenge to him. <laughs> and so he called me, and basically the rest is history. Yep. So how long have y'all been married for? Wow, we just hit 27 years. In June. Yeah. So wow. we're 27 and a half years. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. It's crazy we've mm. been married that long. 
Um, we have, you can't hardly remember life beforehand. We have right. so many memories and so many things that we've done together. Mm. And uh, it We're seems old. <laughs> we are. I, know, I realized how old I was getting because the other day I looked in the mirror and I went, Dad, yeah. oh God, <laughs> what are you doing in my mirror? <laughs> yeah, we have four amazing children, one daughter-in-law, and then yes. actually our second son just got engaged as well. So I think by the time this comes out, he will be married. Married, so yeah. We'll have, oh my. They're having yeah. a very short engagement. So <laughs> she's um, not pregnant, everyone. Just no, so you she's know, not. <laughs> they just want to get married. So it's just been a joy. To Randy's an incredible leader. He's an incredible husband. He's an incredible leader of our family as well. And just grateful for that, that he leads our family so well. Mm. And now you guys, you've been in full-time ministry for the majority of your marriage, right? Pretty much all our marriage. Pretty much. So pretty, yeah, all yeah. our marriage. In I mean, fact, I was doing middle school ministry. It was part-time. Mm. Yeah. I, I got saved in January. And uh, then by summertime, well, it was in actually in uh, in April right of that in. year of 1992 when Bethany World Prayer Center, which is my home church, they launched cell groups. We call them small groups now. Yeah. And I think they we launched with like 60 groups or whatever. And I was one of the original 60 leaders. So it was just months into salvation. Like I just ran into ministry. Mm-hmm. So that was volunteer ministry. And then about the end of that year, there was an opportunity for a part-time middle school ministry. And I started doing that. So I was overseeing what we call here at Bayside a coach. It was called a section leader at the time. I was overseeing three to five groups, and I was preaching the services in middle school on the weekend, which was one Saturday service, two Sunday morning. I was working for a company, traveling and outside medical sales. And in fact, that first year of our marriage, I did a lot of traveling. I remember I spent an entire summer in New York City, flying out on Sunday night, flying back home on Friday evening, preaching Saturday night and Sunday morning and then going back to New York just that wow. the, but it was we dove right and into ministry in, yeah, I was and in you nursing were in nursing school, school at that time too yeah. so it was a busy season but yeah. that's how long we've been in ministry <laughs> but it, we we started our marriage in ministry in fact when I proposed to Amy to I said you know you know the old will you marry me and you know, it's been our uh, absolutely made it very romantic. Totally, okay. totally, yeah. <laughs> in his grandmother's you living room. Oh, yeah. It was but very simple back then to get it was, engaged. Oh, nowadays, versus now. you're like, <laughs> how to be so stressed out? Proposals and real proposals has really stepped up the game. Really caused weddings and proposals to be. A and, and I'm not a ro- <laughs> and I'm not a romantic kind of guy, so that would put me at a huge disadvantage. So <laughs> good, good thing. Yeah, good thing I was. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get married. Married that long. But I told her, I said, Amy, uh, will you marry me? And and I'm not just asking you for us to be in relationship together, but I have a call of God on my life, mm-hmm. and I don't know where that's going to take me. Mm-hmm. So saying yes to to marrying me is saying yes to the call of God, and I don't know where we're going to end up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was going to be a senior pastor one day. I, no. In fact, I didn't think I would be, but I didn't know where my the calling that God had on my life would take me. So, And I think that's important. If maybe you're single and you're listening to this, there's there's two things that I think are so important yeah. that that need to be brought up up to this point. And number one is that when you you get married, get married to someone who your callings are or can work together. Yeah. You don't have to both be called to ministry, mm-hmm. but you have to be willing to say, listen, ministry is a full time thing. You know, I don't yeah. clock in and clock out. Right. So is, are you okay with that? And a lot of times people don't, and and so their purposes they don't always run parallel together. They they actually pull against each other, and it creates right. tension. Right. So make sure that that you That's guys good. have the same 
a calling for ministry. And the second thing, Amy said this, you know, she made a list of what she wanted. And and then we went on our very, very first date as, you know, we met at the gym or got reconnected at the gym. Yeah. And I wasn't serving God. Right. And so she was going to say, Randy, we can't go out because you're not serving God. And and she was willing to say no. But and I then, never did. No, but you never, never did. did. So that but you were going to tell me no. Yeah. You were willing to. Yes. In the we night that we were going out, mm-hmm. that she was going to tell me that the day before I gave my life to Christ, unbeknownst wow. that we were going to have that she was going to have this conversation with me, and so I surrendered my life to Christ. And so at that night, night we we never had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's a beautiful picture of when you honor God and put Him first. You think sometimes you might be sacrificing or giving up something. But you know what? He has your best interest in heart, and you just have to trust him with it. And I was willing to say, you know what? As much as this was my crush, <laughs> I wrote him down on my list. But when it came down to it, I realized we weren't equally yoked at that time when he asked mm-hmm. me out. And I was willing to lay that down. And little did I know what God was already doing in his heart. And so it's just a picture of God's faithfulness. That's so, um, it, just, it really is so important because people that are single want to be married so bad. And you didn't just get what you felt like God was asking you. I want somebody that looks like Randy Bezet. You were getting Randy Bezet. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I've questioned that, but overall it's been good. Well, that, wait a minute. I was talking I'm now. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, but it wasn't just looks like. It was. And so you go, oh, this is it. But yet there was a compromise of values that right. would come with it. It right. was an Ishmael, really. Yeah. And you had to be willing to walk away from that. And God honored that. Yeah. So. I would just say that don't compromise your values. Maybe someone out there is single and listening. Just honor God with your calling and with who you choose to to spend the rest of your life with. And he will, I promise you, he will honor that. Well, because I I believe that other than your salvation, Mm -hmm. marriage, who you're going to marry is the greatest decision you'll make in Mm -hmm. life. Not your career, not your, you know, where you're going to live, but your spouse will determine Mm -hmm. how you live in life, what you do in life. Um, They'll determine your home and how that is, the home environment. And so it is absolutely one of the greatest decisions you'll make. It's true. And just because they are Christian doesn't mean it's the Lord. Right. That's why Christian marriages, I think, have the equal divorce rate. And, well, they're a Christian. It'll work out. Well, you you got to work through all this stuff and be vigilant and be full of wisdom. And so, uh, anyway, and we're we're diving into some stuff we hadn't even gotten into it yet. But I think if you're single out there, it's these so are so good. That's so encouraging, though. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so encouraging. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's jump into some questions because we do have some questions okay. that we kind of pulled together from the Relate Conference, and uh, it, it, it all. Let's we're going to talk about marriage first, and okay. marriage and family. We'll get to as much of it as we can. Let's okay. talk about marriage first. We're kind of there right now. So a lot of questions come through, and people look at you and they say that you're both. You know, you're both in ministry. How do you do? You talk about ministry at home? Do you separate home life? And then you go to church, do you compartmentalize? Does it all bleed together? How do you manage that and keep your marriage healthy, not let it negatively impact your marriage? I mean, for us, I think it all blends together. I mean, ministry is our life. So how do you compartmentalize that? Mm. I mean, I think it all, I think you have to have healthy boundaries and maybe understand where the other person is and if they need a break, then you honor that. But it's just kind of part of our life. It's what we do. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we separate the two. It's just um, 
we're cautious on when to talk about certain things. Okay, so how do you handle, like, when you're, if, if you've got date night, do you mm-hmm. talk about ministry? Do you talk about family? Do you talk about a little bit of both? Where, right. where are the boundaries? Do you have boundaries, or is there an ebb and a flow? Wow, that's a that's a difficult thing. I, I don't know that we've ever found an exact turn it on, turn it off thing. In fact, I think that might be a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. think about the, I grew up in this mindset of, there here are your priorities your relationship with god and then your family and then your calling and that sounds really good <laughs> but i don't know where my relationship with god be- ends and where my marriage begins right i don't know where my family ends and my ministry begins so then if that is so difficult then i like to use the ecclesiastes scripture that says a three-braided cord is not easily broken so why not take marriage, relationship with God, family, ministry, those things, mm-hmm. and why can't they be all weaved together? And so there might be seasons where you need to pull back and vacation and like, oh, we got to yeah. shut it down because I am crispy around the edges. <laughs> and there are times in ministry where you just you're all out right. and you kind of you may be out of balance it for a season. And I think life just has ebbs and flows. It's true with parenting. There are times where your kids need a whole lot of time spent Attention. with them yeah. and times where they, they don't. So I think it has to have an ebb and a flow, I guess. I mean, really practically speaking, yesterday, for instance, in the morning, I'm sitting here thinking about things we have ahead. And I'm like, hey, I need you to like help me prepare on what you want to talk about in these things. And he was honest. And he said, you know what, Amy, I need a break. And yesterday is your day, day off. Yes. So Monday is our day off. So I'm starting off the morning with thinking about things that are coming up and saying, I need some direction on this. And he's like, you know what, I just need a little time to breathe. Mm -hmm. And so I honored that and Mm -hmm. I dropped it and we didn't. But then last night we were out on date night and talking about the questions for today. Mm -hmm. So we went right back into ministry and work. And by that time he had had some rest time and he was ready to talk about some things. I got nine holes of golf and I was ready to go. (laughs) Exactly. So I think it's just being aware of where your spouse is and being honest saying, I I don't want to talk about that right now. I need a break. And, you know, even for us, um, you know, our day off, we'll run into people at the church all the time. We're not going to stop and say, oh, we're not going to talk to you today. That's our day off, you know? We're thankful for that. But we've also learned if we don't want to talk with people, stay home. Okay. You know what I mean? It's the wisest thing to do to not put us in a place. Or find a place somewhere far away. You know, we we need to drive however far to go to like that. But just but be that's prepared. protecting your, your marriage, your relationship. Exactly. It's not because you don't love the people that you're going to run no. into. It's, Sometimes you don't want to be pastor You somebody. just want to be Randy and Amy mm-hmm. on a date day together. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. But it, it is true. I think the communication, you know, it is, I think it's the most important thing that we can have in healthy marriages, in, relation, in any relationship. Absolutely. Because communication does permit progress. It yeah. It's what it's moves good. relationships down down the road and Mm -hmm. so amy said that yesterday i said i can't right now i just yeah please don't make me open that box up in my brain and start you know (laughs) running at those rpms and and she did she pulled back and then later on i was ready so but that's communication that allowed us to make progress in that otherwise she could have brought it up well no i need to start thinking about it and all of a sudden we could have had a blow up a terrible day off sure but it's communication and recognizing where the other person is yeah that's good now what about 
you know, marriages and relationships and some that are listening right now mm-hmm. where one spouse is in ministry, but the mm-hmm. other one isn't. And so kind mm-hmm. of same principle, but how do you how, how do you encourage families like that to have a healthy balance there when, you know, you're not always talking about the same thing because your lives are lived different eight hours a day right. versus the same. Right. Um, but yet the person in ministry is very passionate about that. Mm-hmm. How, how do you how do you encourage mm-hmm. encourage marriages and those in ministry that that are married to someone not in ministry? Right. I mean, I I think one thing is to make sure that that spouse still feels a part of your life. So share with them what you're doing in ministry. Make them feel a part of it. Invite them to events, whatever you may be doing, so that they feel part of it and not isolated from that place in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that yep. would be one of that's my... Good. That is a great point, right? Because a lot of times they can feel like, well, oh, that's your life and this is my life and they don't feel a part of the church. In fact, sometimes I've seen it where people are so into ministry, right. Kristen, mm-hmm. and their spouse is not working there. And maybe they're not even serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they get involved in church. And, and then the, the unsaved spouse or the person that is not involved in that, all of a sudden now, it's it's similar to an affair. Mm-hmm. They You're, almost put ministry in place of where their correct. spouse And so be. then the spouse begins to resent the Lord and resent mm-hmm. church because they've just, they dove in. And it could be they have a bad marriage, and so you're getting all this affirmation and accolades from people mm-hmm. in ministry, and you're, you're important and you're valued. I mean, that's how affairs happen in general. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're running off in that direction, but the spouse is left out of it. And you talk about cause tension. They'll never come to church right. you know, or be a part of that. So you need to, to recognize that. But I, th- I think it's important you know, when you have someone who isn't involved in the church— that include the minute. At the same time, there's stuff that happens inside ministry that people outside of ministry that are just in the church don't always see. You could call it dirty laundry, you know, whatever. Things just happen in church. Decisions are made, and you don't always agree with those things. I think it would be very careful to not always bring that to your spouse to see what's happening sometimes on the inside of things. So what do you do? I would suggest you have a friend in ministry that you can talk with about those things and not process it with your spouse because it could turn them off the church, especially right. if they don't especially go to church. Especially if they're not saved or right. they don't, they don't church. Yeah, so have another friend in ministry life. that you can just, you know, kind of dump right. it all on or at least process it through. Sure. Yeah, and I, I think it's making sure that you're always having conversation with your spouse. That ministry doesn't become, it can be 24-7. Sure. And so that ministry doesn't become overpowering over the relationship mm-hmm. itself. So if you're constantly having the community communication among each other, then you're going to know if that spouse is feeling left out or Mm -hmm. not a part or not understanding. I would think that, you know, a job typically, you know, has clear a job description and responsibilities. It doesn't always have a clear schedule. Sometimes it might be you could work in ministry and it's a clear Monday through Friday kind of a thing. And there's there's not a whole lot of other ministry things. But to try to let the spouse know, here's the job. Here's what they're asking me to do. And when it steps out of those things to say, hey, there's an opportunity at church for this, would you be okay if I be a, would be a part of it, mm-hmm. or do you want me not? Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and so they're involved in the process, and then because right. of that, they're not going to feel like you've given your heart to something else and mm-hmm. left them out of it. I, I've that's seen that help a lot. Those are, those are, that's, that's great insight and great help. All right, let me ask another question. So let's let's go back to being in ministry together. And so, Amy, this one this one's for you. What what would you say is your greatest advice for a wife that's yeah. in ministry with her husband? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've had to learn this one, but Randy would say <laughs> that. <laughs> no, you answer yeah, it. <laughs> but I've learned through life is that for me, I need to be his greatest cheerleader in life. You know, I can see details so I can get critical and I can pinpoint all the things maybe he did wrong. But he has other people around him as well that'll mm-hmm. kind of speak into that part of him. And so I've just learned that what he needs from me is to cheer him on, mm-hmm. to support him. There's been seasons in our life where I stepped back in ministry so that because I'm called, I, I look at it as I'm called to be his helpmate. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I stepped back so I could focus on the kids and they were all busy in sports and focus on that so that he could be running at the pace he needed to mm-hmm. and not be worried about the family being taken care of. And so instead of us going in two opposite directions, we're supporting each other and where God has placed us in that season. So um, I think it's just cheering your husband on, cheering your wife on, whoever is in ministry working, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then understanding there are seasons for different things within ministry as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when I I think about that question, I I immediately think probably the most – tension in our marriage that we get in talking about ministry is i am a a a doer not a just talk about it kind of a thing and so amy likes to talk about things there's nothing wrong with that we're just just wired different and when she talks about the things that she sees in church stuff that needs to be solved that she's noticed or it's bothering her when she says says that to me or we have a discussion about it then I immediately go into solving problem solving mm-hmm. mode, and I and then that's where I get extremely frustrated because I'm like, well now I got to think about how to solve it and all that, and then there's already somebody that's who's working on it or responsible for it or so the conversation that we have a lot of times like Amy, uh, I have to first go all right she's just needing to out just to process it out loud right and then so that's for me that's where yes. I have to learn mm-hmm. and then for her it is. Take it to the person who's responsible for mm-hmm. it rather than give it to me because then I'm like, oh, and then, it, you know, man, I <laughs> well, just I get stirred and I'm like, oh, I have things that I need. To, I'm processing sure. right now. Sure. And so that's our great. You know, this goes back to the communication you guys right. hit on earlier. I mean, you've got to let her know that. Mm-hmm. And so that I mean, well, and a lot of times I don't want him to fix it. I'm just you just want him. him. He's your husband. He's my husband, but he's also runs the church. So there's this fine line. There is no line. Sometimes I'm like, (laughs) babe, I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm just talking to you. I don't want you to jump into this. I just, you're also my husband, and I just want. And this is driving me crazy. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys just hear that tone? That's exactly how it said. Dude, that was awesome. He jumped right into that. You know, you gotta vent to somebody. I mean, ministry is amazing, but there are tough moments. if sure. you've been married so. long at all, whether you're in ministry or not, you've all said that I'm not trying to get you to solve it. I just <laughs> want you to hear, you know, understand yeah. what's going on, yeah. and and that goes for this as well. And so I just need to know she's just sharing it, right? But I am as the CEO or the the lead pastor, man. I go into problem solving mode, and I have to turn that off sometimes and just yeah. let her husband. talk and go. Oh yeah, I can see why that would make you feel that way. I mean, there are times you've jumped in and then I've gotten upset because I'm like, I don't want you to jump into sure. this. I can handle it. You know, so it, it's an interesting thing sometimes. But <laughs> mostly I need to be his cheerleader. That's what I've learned. It's good. It's good. Well, all right, let's move to a different And subject. by the way, being okay. a cheerleader doesn't mean you just always agree with what I'm doing. That doesn't mean right. that Amy's just a, a yes person. True. 
So what does it mean? It just means that we still have to talk about real. If she feels like I'm doing something wrong, mm -hmm. well, I mean, that's as marriage, you got to figure out, first of all, when is the right time when, to do it? When is key? So when there's a problem in your marriage, the first thing is prayer. Because how many times have you had seen things that frustrated you? And you or had, you. <laughs> well, I know, but yeah. you're better at this than I yeah. am. And you pray. And sometimes she never even has to bring it up because then God works it out in my heart. And then, it, you know, so when there's a problem, first pray. And exactly. that's just a marriage issue, a ministry issue. Parenting. So parenting. Life. Yeah. Life. Pray first. Pray yes. first. And uh, and then sit on it. And then, but then if it doesn't change, then you, you bring that up. I think you bring it up when your heart's right in it. And then I've also learned for him, which is probably most people, come with something positive first. Oh, I need some accolades. Like, some tell accolades. me how good I am yeah, first. Words of encouragement. <laughs> He's very first. Right. And then Truth bring is it up coming, after but that. Exactly. Love's going to come first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's learning what the other person needs. Mm -hmm. That's good. And yeah. that only comes from communication as well. And totally. Telling each other what you need and how you need it delivered. Totally. You think about, you know, people have said it all the time. The whole sandwich, you give a positive and negative and then a positive. You know, you have to know your spouse. But, sure. but it right. is true. Amy... And, and, and I can't go to her as well with negative. Hey, you need to fix this. You need to fix that. Yeah. That's just relationship 101. Absolutely. Exactly. Any relationship. Mm -hmm. So good. All right. Well, let's switch to a different topic. Um, okay. And let's let's talk about busyness. Yes. Let's, let's busyness in life and marriage. And this is going to lead us into some parenting mm -hmm. stuff. So, so you guys, you're, you're pastoring the church. Um, Amy, you mentioned there were seasons when you're juggling younger kids. I know yeah. y'all's kids are much older now. So you've, mm -hmm. you, you're juggling all of that. Obviously you have your relationship with God that takes priority personally. Right. And then you've got, you know, just cleaning the house and doing laundry and you life. know running errands and going to the bank and yeah. all of I mean, the life, life is busy without ministry. it is and then you add ministry on top of it and you add, you've got four kids right. so let's let's talk a little bit about how right. in the world do you manage busyness and not letting busyness get the most of you your marriage your family and uh yeah. Help us it's all hard. out because that's a real. It's hard. We are, people are too busy. Yes. I would say just to give people a kind of a sigh of relief is yeah. This is this is very yeah, important because we go wow. It's a problem. I need to solve it, and and I think it's more of a tension to manage exactly, and Busyness. it is a problem to solve. Yes. Okay. Because if people come up to to me and they go oh you're so busy i'm like well everybody's busy right it's not like i'm busier than other people or a pastor of a smaller church or a bigger church right. is busier me it does there's needs everybody has a to-do list that is beyond their capability of finishing it all so uh but there are things that are more important in life than others there's you know urgent and then there's you know the priority of things and I just think we have to manage the tension of that all the time. So don't say, well, our marriage is wrong and our schedule is wrong. There's a tension, and maybe the tension is leaning one side too much. So let's pull the tension a little bit the other direction so that you're not just wrong. I'm just managing this. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do you help each other manage that? Because, you know, sometimes in marriage you see things that the other person mm -hmm. doesn't. And mm -hmm. if that tension is leaning mm -hmm. too heavy, mm -hmm. how do you all help one another in that? I think we're constantly reevaluating. 
I think we're sitting down and we've realized there are seasons where we were putting other things before date night. Mm. And you have to sit down and go, hey, I'm feeling a little neglected right now. I'm feeling like this is more important. And then you're not getting um, defensive about it, but sitting back and looking at the calendar, we put everything on our calendar. Put it on the calendar. I mean, we put working out on our calendar. We put everything i mean date night everything is on our calendar it's randy true. puts texting me on his calendar you <laughs> yeah. know when he oh, wants man, to send a <laughs> sweet text which i took in in an insulting way for a while because i thought what are you just not thinking about me and can text me but you know for him i am it thinking was just about you that's why i put it on there to put it on the calendar you got on my calendar girl <laughs> Yeah, you're my calendar. Times. You're my calendar girl. Well, that and, can mean something completely. Different. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Keep, let's keep going. going. Keep going. Amy, take I might control be, again. But it's okay. You don't need to announce that to everyone. <laughs> you know, but it's also like talking it out together. So I am really bad about saying no. And so Randy's always constantly challenging me with my schedule and everything, you know, to say yes to the best and say no to the rest. And um, for me, as our church has grown, it's been hard because I don't have my hand on everything. I don't know what's going on. I don't know every person anymore. Sure. But like for me, he's always reminding me God has surrounded us with an incredible team mm-hmm. and we don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's reminding each other in those moments where you're feeling overwhelmed or doing too much too much to um, just sit back, talk about it, reevaluate. And reevaluating is a constant thing. It's not like you're going to get your schedule fixed and then it's going to stay that way. It's, you know, every few weeks or months sitting back down and saying what's working, what's not working, and then reevaluating and adjusting. You know, so. speaking of reevaluating, I, I know that I've seen that be something that y'all have done, not just weeks and months, but years. Yeah. And, you know, part of this conversation is about parenting and mm-hmm. your kids have mm-hmm. grown up in the church. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, I remember when Little Emily bitty. was five, born, three and one. When it was when you started. You didn't yeah. even have Emily, no. your youngest. Yeah. And so they, it's always been um, the kids have always been involved, but there's been seasons that have come with that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to busyness and reevaluation, how has that looked? And how have you been able to keep your kids' priority um, so that even now that they're older, I mean, they're all, they love the Lord. They, they uh, love the church. They love Thank the you, church. But it um, three of them are on way. staff. At, mm-hmm. two, no, two, three, two, all, two of them. Two of them. One of them's, you know, super involved. Volunteer. Mm-hmm. Volunteering. Yes. Um, and so what has that looked like? Just just with reevaluate yeah. and you especially because you've been super active in ministry. You mentioned this earlier in the podcast. There's been seasons where you've stepped back that right. you needed to focus on different things. Mm-hmm. You were always involved, right. Right. but it's it, looked different. It's just looked differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I think um, for us, it's that communication thing for sure. I mean, we've always talked to our kids. I've always prepared my kids like on the weekends and when I'm, we're in busy seasons, like, hey, this is going to be a busy season coming up. Um, I've always kind of shared with our kids about how the church is our family. And so like some of our kids would struggle with us being busy with the church on the weekends. And mm. I'd sit down and go, hey, guys, this is a family that God has blessed us with. And you guys get me all the time. But while we're at church, it's a time for me to get to talk with other families so that they kind of understood the reason why behind we are doing what we are doing, which I think is really 
um, important to share with your kids why you do what you do so that they have an understanding and they can grow with that and they can not feel replaced by the church, but feel blessed by the church that, gosh, look at the family God has given us. And it's always, you know, we... um, we found out we were having five services at one point on the weekends. And then we sat down with our kids one day and we're like, hey, what's one thing we're doing really good as parents? You know, you need that positive, that cheerleader thing. And then what's one thing we could change? And all of our kids at that point, they were like middle school, elementary. maybe elementary, but our middle schoolers said, we feel like we're here all the time, which they were. Because we were they, having church in the same school that they, they went actually to. went to school. So yeah. they were there so seven, seven, seven days. Six, seven days a week. Seven no, it was seven days Because it was Saturday night and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven days a week. Seven days. The elementary school. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says don't exasperate your children. Mm-hmm. And we were. We were at a season where we realized, you know what, we are, we need to reevaluate this. So what did y'all do when you heard that feedback from your kids? One, I think that's huge to just pause and y'all sat down with your kids and Once again, it's the communication. It's huge. And and, and a lot of times we don't allow our kids to be involved in the process. And we we don't have conversations as as parents in ministry. Mm -hmm. And so the the question simply was, it's that simple. Ask your kids, what do you like about you know, being a, a kid in ministry and what do you dislike? What would you change? Yeah. You might be surprised. Mm. And uh, we were. And we made some changes. And we so we just said, okay, we, as BZ, we go to church. Yeah, We'd be volunteering and involved in church, even if that wasn't our, quote, job. But pick a day. Do you want to go Saturday? Do you want to go Sunday? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we did. So it allowed them to have a day where they didn't weren't involved in that school or at that school. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it enabled me. I would run, I would come to church in between services. I could still see our family, our church family. Mm. Um, I would sit in services one day, but the other day I would come in between mm-hmm. so that I wasn't gone from the kids as long. Um, just to kind of figure that out. And it wasn't a season that lasted forever. Sure. But it was important in that season to honor them and make sure, hey, um, I'm important too. And Y'all, as parents, I just can't stress how fast that season goes. Mm. It goes so What's the fast. quote that you have about? Yeah, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so true. And so kids are not a distraction for a, a greater calling. Mm. They're the greatest gift that God has given you. And mm-hmm. so we need to be faithful in stewarding that well mm-hmm. and training them up. Because what good is it if you do all this amazing ministry and you lose your own family. Mm, and so it, it's those day-to-day little things that make such an impact on your family. And so it's um, there are seasons as a parent, as a mom, that, you know what, life, it's just not about you. And you might be really busy and there might be less sleep for a while and you might feel frustrated or you might feel like your life is run by your kids' schedules. But there's going to be another season that comes along where you'll have more time for yourself. And so just trust God and his grace during that season and treasure the moments that God gives you. Yeah, you prayed for a child. Now you have one. And now you're like, golly, I wish they were, you know, not dampening my Mm. what I want to do. And it is a season. Right. But you you said something that I think is important for especially kids in ministry Mm -hmm. is you have to get them to have this communal mindset yeah in other words just instead of just this individualistic 
mm-hmm. uh, culture. It's just a, our family. And your family is important. Don't misunderstand me. Right. But to help them to see the they're a part of something right. much bigger. Mm-hmm. And the, the church is our, our family. And it's a, a blessing that we, we have this family. So we're all a part of this. We need to make adjustments. But it's not a hindrance. It's not an encumbrance mm-hmm. that this is our family as well. And, and celebrate the good. Mm-hmm. Like celebrate that with your family. Make them be a part of it. I remember a few years ago, Dylan sitting with me up in the balcony. And it was a really big um, day. There was a lot of people. It was just a great moment in our church history. And I remember him turning to me. And he was probably, what, 16 at the time. And he looks over at me and he's like, Mom, he goes, how does it feel that you and Dad got to start this mm-hmm. and look at your family? And I was like. Dylan, you were as much part of this as we were. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just making them realize the internal impact that they are making for the kingdom of God, too. That it's not just Randy and I. They've sacrificed as much so as we good. have. Um, any kid that their family volunteers or their family mm-hmm. is in ministry, they are sacrificing things, too. But they need to know the reason why. And it's about making so that good. eternal impact I for told, the kingdom of God. I told a, a family, this this lady serves on the weekend uh all, all the time, a, a lot of times. And she was serving this weekend as like the floor manager for our Bayside production, Baypro. And her daughter was there. And at the end of all the services I was leaving, and she's standing there waiting for her mother to finish. And then they were going to go home. And I said, thank you for serving. And she goes, I didn't serve today. And I said, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You did. You served today by letting your mother serve. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you, you know, without that, yeah. that sacrifice that you made, you're a part of this as well. So, so thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's huge. It's not just for your family, but to instill that so to other good. people in the church. I like to take those kids to the to the cabinet too in the green room and let that's them. When fill you up turn into Uncle candy. Randy, that's when I turn into Uncle Randy. Let them fill <laughs> up their cup with, with so candy. much candy. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, hey, they're not my kids. But I fill them up with candy and send them home. But but the idea they need is to be seen. they need to be seen, seen and be valued and as well. Seen and valued. and so that's what you do with your kids, and I think it's important to do that with all kids yeah. that are whose parents are serving or involved in, in ministry. Let's Let them see that the fruit of this is theirs as well. It's so good. Exactly. Well, this, our time has gone so fast, mm-hmm. and I know our listeners have, I know that they have enjoyed it. Let's let's close out today's conversation with one, like your last best piece of advice for people in ministry listening, mm-hmm. whether it's marriage, whether it's pod, whether it's podcast, uh, <laughs> listening on the podcast, whether it's marriage or parenting. Yeah. Um, what if if you turn this podcast off today and you don't remember one thing, but I want you to remember this? Yeah. What is it? I pro- I Go probably ahead. already said it, but it's it's treasure every moment. Mm. I mean, whether it's you're a church planner and you're planting a church and it's a tough season, there's sweet things that God is doing in that season. And sometimes we're wishing it away and we don't even see what God is really doing. Whether it's in parenting, in marriage, all of that, don't sweat the small stuff. Just enjoy what God is doing. Yeah, that's great wisdom. It is. And I would just say, uh, just remember you're in this together. Yeah. That it's, you know, it's, it's not a me versus them or my spouse or my kids. And, you know, there's a... There's this battle between all of these things, but we're, it's together. Do it yeah. all together. Yeah. Involved everybody in the process. And I don't know. I, th- I think the things we talked about today, uh, I feel more and more confident all the time as our kids are getting older and older that it worked. 
Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always mm-hmm. easy, and I think that's the part I want to be honest with. It hasn't been easy always raising our kids in church. Sure. And there's been, you know, ups and downs. And when we were like, you know, I remember moments where I was like, God, what what's happening with our kids right now? Mm-hmm. You know, it, but that's when you stay on your knees and you pray and mm-hmm. you do not give up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you have to stand on God's word even when you don't see it in the natural. But you keep standing and you keep believing and keep fighting for your family because me and my household are going to serve the Lord. And that's a promise from God. And so, you know, know that wherever you are in parenting or in marriage or whatever, it's not easy, but it's worth fighting for. It's so good. It's so good. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on this episode. It was awesome. Best 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 guest guest ever. Best guest ever. I am so honored. Hands down. (laughs) Absolutely. We're going to invite this girl back. Yes, She was good. And for those of you listening, um, just know that this is just a little bit of what uh, wisdom that these incredible pastors share at Relate Conference. So be sure to check that out. RandyBZet.com. You'll find a link and everything you need to know. I hope those of you listening Have a wonderful week ahead, and we look forward to joining you for the next episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.